Okay, right. Fine. We're going to start that again. Yeah? Sorry about that. For anyone who was listening live. Been broadcasting silence for the last four minutes. Sorry. Sorry. How many episodes are we in now this season? This season. This season of coffee and memes. And that's the first real technical hitch. You know, that's the first real balls up. Could have been a lot worse. I mean, thank God I looked up at the um, the little recordy doodad whatnot, yeah? The little recorder man that, that does the, the broadcasty boy, yeah? The radio man, the little ham radio boy who makes all the, the noise, you, you, you know, the mouth, the mouth sounds go out across the, the world. I looked up at him and he was like, nah, man. He was like, nah, fam, you ain't saying shit, man. Like, yeah, I'm broadcasting, but I'm broadcasting a fucking thing, man. Fucking air pie. I'm just going to fucking, fucking boy off the team. Just broadcast air fucking pie, man. Four minutes, yeah? Get me. Anyway, as I was saying, I, uh... All right, th- thanks for reminding me. That I forgot to press stop the other week, Joe. Could have let that one slide. We all had a good laugh about that. Actually added to the show. You know, now you bring it up now as if as if it was a negative. You know, can't fucking get anything past you, lot. Unbelievable. Anyway, so uh, the, the 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 four minutes that you missed, yeah, there's a little bit of jazz scat, right? A little bit of pa pa boo, yeah, all of that. That was nice. Yeah, you missed that. Gutted, aren't you? Yeah, gutted. And then the next uh, thing, I don't even really know how I got into it, but I started talking about incels. Yeah, blackpilling. That was how I got into it. I was, I was, I was confused as to what the term blackpilling, being blackpilled, uh, meant. Um, but it means, uh, uh, oh God, you can't just get a bloody. You've always got to get someone's opinion. You can't just get the bloody. Um, you can't just get the answer you're looking for, you know. You you Google this, it's just it's the anti-defamation league opining, you know. Can we not? Anyway, as far as I'm aware, it means that you know it's to explain to someone that as bad as they think something is, it's actually worse. Um, can't remember why I started talking about that. Then I started talking about the incels, and I was like, you know how. You know, they're, they're really cool guys and stuff. And they're, you know, this isn't working a second time round. The first time round, it was off the cuff. You know, it was all like, wee, how about this wacky tangent? Oh, it's coffee and memes. Wow. How did he get onto that? This crazy guy. He just comes in here once a week, starts blabbering away. Who knows where it's going to go? Incels, blackpilling. Wow. He, he had some sort of theory about how they should suck each other off. It's just solved. This one crazy guy has just solved incels with this one weird trick. Washed up dubstep DJ solves incels with one weird trick. Yeah. Discussing the plight of the incel. Listen. Listen. Yeah? Listen. Come here. here. What's that? that What's that on your breath? Is that cum? Oh, that's gross. Anyway, look, come here. Listen, what do these what do these lads want? Yeah, what do these incel boys want? What are they after? Come, come here. Oh, not that close. Come on, just just yeah, there. Stay there. 
What do they want? Listen. They want to get laid. They want to have a bit of fun. They want to settle down. They want to have a relationship. You know, they want to have a nice time. Why not? You know, they're all... They seem more or less like they're all on the same page. Why not? Just a couple of lonely fellas, you know. We've all seen Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. They could, if you want to dress up as a cowboy, that's fine. Absolutely fine. No shame in it. No shame in putting on a, putting on a hat, pair of, pair of leather chaps. No shame in it. It's fine. Honestly, it's not a problem. Like it's, 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 it's fine by me. I do it all the time. Put on a little cowboy, little cowboy outfit. Go up into the hills. You know, it's with a. With one of my pals. Nothing wrong, no shame in it. Not in 2023, it's fine. Don't know if anyone, if anyone tells you that there is, you bloody well send them my way. I'll set them right. Yeah, I'll set them straight. Well, anyway, listen, guys, I don't know what blackpilling means. You can you can send me it in a message if you want. Um, that's my solution to the incel crisis. Uh, you take it or leave it, mate. Welcome, coffee and memes. Steady job, and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes live on Threshold.fm, Tuesday, 2nd of May. King's Coronation, only round the corner. Get prepared to stand in front of the television and pledge your fucking allegiance to the king, alright? Don't be a little bitch about it. Don't be on the Facebook, don't be on the tweets, going, no, no king of mine, no king of mine. Take your balls out of your own anus. Pledge your goddamn allegiance to the king of fucking England, all right? K- to me, the king of the world, yeah? No what? No one, oh, I say you, no one, not not you, not G- geezer, who, that geezer who's always outside the Weatherspoons, geezer that runs the bookies, n- not them, not Lawrence Fox, not none of the other GB News presenters, not none of them love the king more than me. I like, I like his, his big buttery face, yeah, like his fat fucking hands, big fat fucking fingers, yeah, they look like a, oh god, they look like pigs in blankets, they look like he's got ten fuck, he's, he's got a bloody Ziploc bag full of pigs in blankets hanging out the sleeves of his anorak, oh, I love it, so cool. Re- he, I just think he's really fit, don't you? I mean, that's pretty cool, right? You got you think it's pretty cool having a king as it is, but having a king that's <laughs> as fit as he is, he's got his big old chipolata, big old fucking porky whites, yeah, fingers, goes big old porky whites fingers, which is fit, yeah, he's got his big old buttery face, right, yeah. His brother's a nonce. Wicked. 
One of his kids ain't even his. Yeah? He's raised... I mean, talk to me about the red-headed stepchild. Hey? I mean, God save our fucking king. He raised he, he raised a rowdy, red-headed boy that wasn't even his. Raised him as his own. In didn't have to. Could have had him killed. You know? It's a British royal family. They do what they want. Yeah? They offed his mum. They could have offed him. Easy. Wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have been no trouble. No trouble for the Windsors to offer little little ginger boy. I mean, nowadays they might be thinking... Maybe maybe we should have when we had the chance. Can't do it now. Too obvious now, isn't it? Off him and Markle, you know? Megan. Him and Megan. Yeah, it'd be too easy. Too, just not too easy. It'd be too obvious now, you know? It's particularly just before the coronation. Oh, I'd overshadow it. Nightmare. Anyway, so he's... What, what was I saying? Yeah, Charles, fit, right? He's got the carry... He's got the... You know, the Ziploc bags full of porky whites. Lovely. Big old buttery face. Yeah. Thick, juicy ass. Yeah. I mean, listen, why do you think he got all the chicks? Yeah. Princess Di. Camilla. I'm sure there's been others. You know. Pieces of crumpet, yeah. Camilla. Crumpet. Come here and park your balls. Ah, just... Poor. The royal crumpet. That's what I call that's what she's called around our house. You know, Hayley doesn't agree with it, but it's her problem. I make it her problem. I <laughs> put posters up around the house of Camille and Parky Balls. Everywhere. There's one there's one up on the on the bathroom inside of the bathroom door so I can look at it while I'm, you know, on the po. Put I've loads up in Teddy's room. You know, I'll just, because I just because I I said to Hayley, I said look, look we should put the posters of Camilla Park Parky Balls up in the boys' bedroom, so at least you know he has some sort of representation of you know what a good woman looks like. You know, and then we've got some close-up shots of Charles's hands. Lovely, just sort of scattered about. I've got one of them on the fridge, another one actually on the inside of the microwave. That's actually it was stuck down, but the glue started to sort of perish after the you know the microwave's been hitting it for a little while anyway look I, i've uh, got a little, little bit of a tangent here the important thing is it's getting fucking coronated all right yeah what are you doing probably getting a coronary after eating all the doritos yeah he he's done the decent thing of having all of the you know all of all of the the fat and the sort of clogging of the arteries completely localized just in the hands that's 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 what a king would do right think about that yeah anyway we've all got to stand up was it next monday another fucking bank holiday the scourge of the self-employed to get the bank holiday so oh, a day off yeah don't get paid oh well you gotta stand up in your living room put your hand on your heart swear bloody allegiance to the king all right, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but you got to mean it. You got you got to say, Charles, Charlie, listen, listen, Charlie, I'll fucking die for you, mate. Yeah, I'd 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 die for your mum. Yeah, and I'll die for you. I'll die in a ditch for you in whatever war torn country 
you name it, I'm there for you, buddy. In a ditch. Trousers around my ankles for no good reason. You know, smile on my face. Dying for King Porky Whites. What a way to go. You know, or in, you know, or, or, or in this country. I'd die for him anywhere. I'd die for him in a Toby Carvery. Die for him in a Five Guys. I'd die for him in a Wimpy Bar. You'd name the fucking venue. I'm there. Heart stopped ticking with a smile on my face. Not bothered. Some students posted uh, the um, uh, meaning, the Urban Dictionary meaning of blackpilled. It says, when you believe there is no way out of a problem. Is that it? Oh, I've got that completely wrong. I'm so blackpilled, I just don't see any way out of this. No matter what we lose, is that is that accurate? Seventy six people have dis have, have downvoted that. Uh, what what's everyone? Do people listening? What what are you what what are your you know what have you? Ta- I mean, you predominantly incels. What's what have you taken the term black pilled to mean? I thought it was like isn't white is white pilling? Isn't that where you'd go on about stuff's actually better than you think? White pilled. Meaning, come on, yeah. There's a Michael Malice book, isn't that called White Pill or some such thing? White Pill. Being aware of difficult situation or position and having a fighting can-do attitude, not giving up, plus accomplishing said things within the difficult situation. Being optimistic, not merely through gut feeling, but via having thought about a situation enough to understand how to get through it successfully. Example, Tom, how do you get to the top of this business in just a few months of work? Jim, working hard, working correctly, and taking the white pill. Um, okay, so another thing that says it's like optimism, it's being optimistic, and then another person says it's just uh, modafinil. So, make of that what you will. Could be modafinil, modafinil, modafinil. Modafil, modafinil, modafinil. Yeah, makes you think right, makes you think proper. It's like that drug out of limit, limitless. Uh, I haven't tried it. Someone sent me some, uh, but then they died, so I threw away the drugs that they sent me. I thought that was probably a smart move. Um. I th- I would recommend that actually. If someone gives you drugs and then they die, um, if you haven't already done those drugs, don't do those drugs. Throw them away. Um, example of modafinil. Jimmy took some modafinil on the toilet and was shitting for ten hours straight. I don't think that's what's supposed to happen. Anyway, look. Uh, the king is here. He's it. Stay, and you need to fucking well get on board with it. All right. Quite frankly. Um, what have we got in the gutter press? Various bits. Uh, my mum and brother helped me with my OnlyFans. It's a family business. That sounds like a very coffee and memes a story. Man spends 12 years hiding almost a thousand sex toys around country. An elaborate prank. What a lad. Uh, I had my leg amputated and my foot sewn on backwards. It saved my life. This guy's a legend. I like him. It, it, this is wild, this story. Like, if you look at the... Uh, uh, the pictures. I mean, Google this up, man. His name is Ibrahim uh, Ab- Ab- Abdulraf. Abdulraf. 
I'm going for. I'm sorry if I've butchered that. Um, this is fucking wild, man. I'm excited about this guy. He's loving life. Bless him. He's he's had the weirdest fucking thing ever, but he's back. He's firing on all cylinders, and he's got a hell of a fucking story for you. Uh, I had my leg amputations and my foot sewn on backwards. It saved my life. 22-year-old Ibrahim uh, Abdulraf. Uh, life, life changed in an instant after a seemingly innocuous tumble at football uh, led him being given a terrifying diagnosis. When a man took a seemingly innocent tumble after a tackle at football, uh, not for one minute did he think that the pain was anything serious. But when he woke up the next day in agony and unable to walk, uh, he quickly realised that something was seriously wrong. After con- collapsing to the ground, feeling like he'd been electrocuted, he took himself to A&E, where he was diagnosed with a bone infection. Spent six weeks in hospital. Rubbish. Uh, But when the pain continued, he was sent to Birmingham's Royal uh, Orthopaedic Hospital, where he was given a crushing diagnosis. Doctors uh, told a horrified Ibrahim that he was suffering from bone cancer and advised him to get a uh, rotationplasty. Rare operation in which the middle part of the leg is removed and the ankle and foot are sewn on backwards. Yeah, it's exactly that. They chopped his leg off, they've kept the foot, and then they stuck the foot on the top. Backwards. It's fucking nuts. But it worked and it saved his life. Wild. You just... It's, he looks like an Escher drawing. Like, it's all... But I mean, he seems upbeat about it. I mean, yeah, and he's got a sort of fun, like, peg leg thing that sort of goes on with it now it's obviously i mean it's a pretty specific item not a lot of people have got the foot the no leg foot on wrong way sort of situation you know it's a i'm 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 i implore you all to get to google it i guess you google man done got leg on put backwards up top leg gone foot still there backwards that's what i guess you'd google for it i I couldn't tell you um anyway i mean you could i mean this has got to be a high value item on a on a foot fetish site right not many not many people got the got the foot on backwards no leg situation can't be many uh, we we could have a. It doesn't really work without having a picture because we could we could just sort of do a rundown of like other people that have got them. We could we could judge them. We could mark them out of ten. I'm sure that's what these people are after. You know they've been through tra- traumatic surgery. I'm sure it's not without its you know not without its problems. And then some fucking clown on a radio show is like mm, I only give that one seven out of ten. I don't like the angle of the foot. Foot's too big. Nails nails unkempt. Six out of ten. Could do better. Anyway, long story short, stop the cancer spreading. Now he's all good. Obviously, foot's on the wrong way around, but you can't have everything, can you? You know? you can, What are you going to do? What, you want them both facing the same way? You mental? Come on. Weird, isn't it? Cool. I like it. I think more people should have it. Just... I, Gotta be a great conversation starter, you know. 
Hey, whoa, that's a short leg. Whoa, foot's on the wrong way round. Hey. You'd be like, you'd bet your sweet ass it is. And then, you know, that's the small talk out of the way. You're straight onto the big stuff. You know? Uh, anyway, look. That's enough about him. I just, I just want to say congrats. It looks fantastic. Um, I mean, I mean, they've, what I mean is like they've done a bang up job of it. Like I'm sure you know, if you were asked to ask him about it, it's like, yeah, I didn't didn't do it for cosmetic reasons. Like, did it because I was ill. Um, but you know what I'm saying is they've done a they've done a cracking job with it, man. He's kept his you know his foot's in good nick. You know, the toenails are well trimmed. And that doesn't doesn't it, it doesn't look like an unpleasant foot. I'm not a fan of feet myself, but that one looks fine. You know, perfectly acceptable. Um, I still don't think men should ever wear sandals, but sort of a side issue, really, isn't it? Um, I mean, if you you know if you had that surgery done, and they woke up and they're like, okay, and so only other thing is you're not allowed to wear sandals. Well, why? Well, because you know we've got this new king and that. Well, this, this geezer on a podcast had a little word with him. They banned sandals for men. You'd go, well, oh, whatever, man. I'm just just glad to, I'm just glad to still be here. So, you know, it, to be honest, it's the last thing on my mind. You know, I've got this whole leg on foot, leg on foot on backwards situation. Last thing I was thinking about really was was sandals. So I'm, I'm honest with you, I'm, I'm not that bothered. Then it comes to a couple of weeks, and they're like, you know what? Actually, sandals would be really practical here. So actually, it's a little bit of a you know, for the want of a better term, kicking the balls. But, hey, you want to make an omelette, break a few fucking eggs, haven't you? Uh, Noam Chomsky has given it the big un uh, about his, uh, about his, um, his time with Epstein, uh, which is fun. The main issue I have with, I know many people have issues with, not only Noam Chomsky, but Epstein as well, but my main issues with, uh, Noam Chomsky is his uncanny resemblance to my late grandfather, which does make it very difficult to watch him talk about stuff. I listen to him, you know, they sound very different. But, it's you know, it really uh, is, is, is startling. But that should, I shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't put anyone else off. Um, unless, of course, he also looks like their grandfather. And then, in which case, maybe we should talk. But we maybe there's... You know, maybe there's a bit of fun on Ancestry.com that we could be having. Anyway, renowned academic Noam Chomsky told the Wall Street Journal that his meetings with Jeffrey Epstein are none of your fucking business. Uh, which is, frankly, the sassy, unnecessary attitude of a man with something to hide, if you ask my opinion. Uh, which you haven't, explicitly, but you're listening to the show and it's kind of what I do. So, yeah. Um, when asked about their connections with Jeffrey Epstein... Many business leaders and bureaucrats have offered tight-lipped regrets and apology. Not Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky's flipped you the fucking bird and telling you to keep his keep your beak out of his business. Man, I it's always like quite baffled by the amount of people that seem to have got away pretty much scot-free with having on record relationships with Epstein after he was first convicted for for I believe I believe the legal term is nonsense or it's nonsense or pedoing I don't know it's in the you know it's American isn't it even after 
the pedoing charge, the first time, the first charge, where he's been in the clink for it, open present granted, with his, you know, his sweetheart deal, Epstein prosecuted, and then Billy Gates, big Billy Gates, he's on the island multiple more times. Chomsky, back on the island, post-conviction. What are they talking about? What are they? What's, what are you doing, mate? I mean, it's it is bonkers. Like, I, I mean, I think you should sort of, at at a minimum, if you're one of the people that's like you're on the flight logs, you know, you've been hanging about with him after after the conviction, you should be getting the Prince Andrew treatment. You should be, you know, you should be having all your medals taken off you. Yeah, you're not allowed to wear your medals out in public anymore, Chomsky, Billy Gates. I'm looking at you. Yeah, you can't wear your full uniform. You have some of your titles, your dukeries and whatever taken away from you. Have if you know, well, you're not allowed to call yourself air colonel or I don't know, cock commander 7 or whatever the titles that, you know, that they have. They they all get stripped and you're not really allowed out in the public and you basically keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Like Tony Blair, yeah? Look, you, you you did the whole war crimes thing and you got away with it. But now's the time to keep your mouth shut. For, for like, indefinitely. Not like, oh, I'm going to go on Good Morning Britain and start gobbing off about anti-vaxxers or something. It's like, no, 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 no. You liberated a million Iraqis from life. Yeah, we don't want to hear your thoughts on the vax. Like, it's just, it's just, it's a no, okay? It's like bloody Matt Hancock. Like... You did a lot of people dirty over the pandemic. You got your fucking beak wet, you know, with your backhanded deals. You're grabbing ass in your office. You know, the the decent thing to do would be to just fade away into the night. But no, he's on I'm a Celeb. You know, he's doing his book deal. He's doing fucking sassy TikToks. I mean, it's like... A little undignified, don't you think? But, I mean, could, is there not some sort of... You know, if we can't get these people on, on actual crimes, is there, is there not some... Can we not, can we not take him to Judge Judy or Rinder or something? Can we not take Hancock on Judge Rinder and just, like, get some sort of... Get Rinder to slap, a, like, a gagging order of some kind? Of, at least that just leave TikTok. I mean, Jesus Christ... And, you know, we not wheel Tony Blair out on morning television. No one needs to see that. Put my child off his porridge. It's just, can we not? Anyway, what was I talking about? Chomsky and Epstein. When asked about is, yeah, yeah, uh, the Wall Street Journal, an exclusive published on Sunday, said it had obtained Epstein's private calendar, which outlined numerous meetings with high-profile people, including Chomsky, the famed academic and political activist, the famed arch-nemesis of Sam Harris. Uh, when when the journal uh, reached out to Chomsky for comment, uh, the linguist had some choice words. Um, can't really do an Ep- uh, a Chomsky accent. Um, so, just to presume he's Australian. First response is that it's none of your fucking business, mate. Yeah? Or anyone's. Second is that I knew him. We met a fucking casually, mate. He's 90, Chomsky, 94. 
uh, told uh, the Wall Street Journal in an email. I don't know how we managed to convey the Australian accent over email. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there was a sort of addendum to it. Epstein, the disgraced financier accused of sex trafficking underage girls, died in 2019 in Manhattan jail as he wait, awaited trial. Epstein's infamous black book of contacts and flight logs from his private jet was first made public in 2015. Epstein's private calendar now sheds some more light on his contacts. Uh, in addition to Chomsky, the journal noted that Epstein uh, had on his calendar uh, appointments with the current CIA director. Okay, that's nothing to see there. Uh, William Burns, as well as Catherine uh, Roomler, Room, Catherine Roimler, a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs and a former White House counsel under Obama, among others. Where's the list? Show me the whole list. I want to see who's on it. Bob Hoskins. Christ. Oh, didn't need that. Oh, Ken Dodd. Oh, sweet, sweet Mary Christ. Ken Dodd on the Epstein flight logs. No need, is it? Um, Freddie Starr. Ah! Everyone on the flight logs are just like really sort of outdated British comedians. Epstein's just got a real penchant for like old sort of working men's comics just like oh you know well obviously you you know Bernard Manning died a long time ago but they they did get to meet once and apparently you know it was you know it was a big big thing for Epstein he was a huge fan Jim Davidson's out there he's on the on the thing Roy Chubby Brown's been on the island multiple times you know Roy Chubby Brown has been on a bloody Epstein's island god knows how many times and they want to cancel him over some mother-in-law jokes. Pathetic. People got to get their priorities straight. I mean, again, look, back to this. Big Billy Gates. Like, perhaps you, perhaps you want to make your argument that... No, I don't want to make the argument that his heart's in the right place. Listen, if you're going to be on the island multiple times after the conviction, maybe you don't be getting all up in the video chatting about the vax. You know, keep the vaccine out of this. Yeah? We're done with that now. That we can put all of that behind us. Yeah, get back, get back to focusing on who was on the island. Yeah, maybe put them all back on the island. That'd be a great reality TV show. You know, you could have the ghost of uh, um, the ghost of Jelaine Maxwell. I know she's not dead yet, but it could be a fun character. You, you you get all of the people on the flight logs back on the island. Bung a load of cameras on it. And then maybe you get, because it could be like um, the Japanese film Battle Royale. Get a load of the like tooled up Japanese school kids on the island as well. Be a bit of fun. And then the you know, the Clintons, Bill Gates, you know Chomsky and that. They've all basically just got to try and stay alive for twenty four hours. Make a great B movie. I think. Come on, put that in the works. You know, by by accident. You know, they all go there for a, I don't know, like a Bilderberg meeting or something. They go worship an owl god, sacrifice a kid, whatever. And maybe, you know, once every certain amount of years, they've all, all got to go down there, do a little blood ritual or something. I don't know what. It's, you know, it's a it's a business meeting. It's a, you know, it's a sort of croissant meeting. It's a blood ritual. I don't know. That's It's their business. But maybe they're all there doing that. And then just by, I don't know, by pure chance boatload of tooled up Japanese school kids with a load of bloodlust you know the stench of blood in their nostrils 
just accident just washes up maybe they run aground um you know they're all tooled up ar-15s you know and you know hilarity ensues you know jim davidson's jim davidson's and and hillary are you know hiding in a cupboard together it's it's comic gold come up with all of this stuff but you know is anyone going to fund it no chance in March 2015, Epstein scheduled uh, meetings with Chomsky and Harvard University professor, the journal reported. Uh, Chomsky confirmed for the paper that there were several meetings where they discussed various topics. The journal reported that month later that a month later, according to the calendar, Epstein scheduled a flight with Chomsky and his wife for a planned dinner with movie director Woody Allen and wife Sun Yi, uh, who is also the adopted daughter of his ex-partner, Mia Farrow. Um, he said, there was a flight, which I, which, which I doubt uh, it would have been from Boston uh, to New York 30 minutes. I'm unaware of the principle that requires that I inform you about an evening spent with a great artist. Okay. All right, I mean, I, he don't give a fuck. I mean, he's 94, fine, whatever. But, like... Uh, so, Chomsky, what's this about you being on the plane with Epstein and Woody Allen post-conviction? Listen, what, you got a problem with me hanging out with, hanging out with a great artist? Yeah, that's, that's not really the, that's not really the issue, Chomsky, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. It's kind of just like, you see the, you know he's married to his adopted daughter, right? Yeah, you, you, you may say, sure, legally, it's fine. You might, some people, some people might, might think it's a bit, it's a bit odd. Should we just go with that? Would you go, a bit weird, yeah. And the other person who you're on the flight with, well, need we say more? Come on, Chomsky. It's like, uh, what, you, you got a problem with me hanging out with, with Hollywood directors? No, no, no Chomsky, look, please, come on. Uh, Chomsky said he discussed politics and academics in his meeting with Epstein. Epstein donated 850000 between 2002 to 2017 to the uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where Chomsky taught for decades. What was known about Jeffrey Epstein was that he had been convicted of a crime and had served his sentence. Um, Chomsky told the journal about his meeting, according to the US laws and norms, that yields a clean state. A clean slate. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fine, Chomsky. Okay, checkmate. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. He'd done a crime, but then he'd done his time. And I believe... Doesn't... No, no, no. I actually don't think it does yield a clean slate. I think what it yields is a criminal record. Like, uh... And I don't think you can expunge records that include nonsense. Uh, so it's not technically a clean slate, is it? It is a permanent record of a crime being committed. Um, yeah. You think he was rehabilitated? Come on. He served his time. He's rehabilitated, man. He's going straight. He says he's going to go straight now. He says he's not going to shag any more underage girls. Um, and... Let's just not worry about the fact that he's on a plane with someone who married their own adopted daughter. It, it's just, it's like beyond parody. My life.
My life. Anyway, enough Chomsky. Enough, Ep- enough Epstein. Um, Weatherspoon boot... Weatherspoon's boot pensioner out of beer garden after accusing him of taking drugs. A Dominic Smithers article here. Wow. A pensioner and his friend were booted out of a Weatherspoon after being accused of taking drugs. Mark Greenfield and Keith Meredith, 71, were enjoying a drink in a beer garden at the Thomas Waghorn in Kent. They were confronted by staff. I mean, I will be honest with you, that's not worth looking them up, but you'd take it from me. They look like a proper pair of bagheads. Like, I know they're old, but... Geezer's, geezer's wearing a bomber jacket that looks like the little, you know, like the little pocket that it has on the arm. 100% there's half a gram in there. 100% there's a half a gram of pub grub in there. The other geezer, he's got a face like a, I guess this is probably what when people describe uh, people as being a gammon. I guess this is the person that they're describing. Big red bulbous face guarantees on the gear. Oh, apparently they've been accused of smoking weed. They don't look like weed smokers. No, they look like grade A chalkheads. Deputy manager of the boozer came out accused of smoking the herb and ordered the two punters to leave. Mr Greenfield said that he and Keith had actually noticed the smell of cannabis and had remarked at the time how disgusting it was uh, due to the heightened sense of smell in their nostrils and all the bag they'd been doing in the disabled bog. We'd had a mouthful of beer, and when we suddenly looked at each other, we could smell that dirty fucking devil's air in that lake. And we're like, ah, it's fucking proper disgusting and that awful. Hopefully the smell of this Albanian nose bag should take you over. Then after a few minutes, the manager's come out, and he says, What the fucking smoking out here, you bastard? Oh, yeah, they ain't fucking smoking nothing, man. Anyway, stole the pints, kicked him out. So uh, they're now stood outside the Weatherspoons, looking very upset. Have the photo taken. That's it. Stand there. Yeah, now a little bit to the left so we can get the sign in. Yeah, that's it. Look pissed off. There we go. Suck the gut in a little bit. You're a bit red, uh, Keith. You're a bit red in the face. Like the gear. Yeah, okay. Um, just, we, we, we got a news article out of this. You'll be famous, yeah. Oh, oh! While they'll laugh. Oh, while the, oh, the, oh, oh! When Derek says it, it's this, he's gonna have a fucking heart attack. Oh, I will laugh. Um, despite telling staff that they were very much mistaken, the manager then claimed that Mr. Meredith, who is currently recovering from a triple heart bypass, is that why he's so red? I don't know. Was also spotted rolling a joint earlier in the day. Hmm, the plot thickens. <laughs> That was the icing on the cake, Mr. Greenfield said. Bear were eventually marched to the gate and left. Mr. Greenfield later phoned the pub to tell them there was a huge mistake. And neither he nor his friend had done anything wrong, but was informed by the pub that they had been barred. It was embarrassing. There were other people in the garden. Everyone was looking. I promise we don't smoke weed. We're not long-haired hippie types. We don't bun up the herb. We don't chuff the Maui Maui. We don't hoot the ganja pipe. We just do bag. That's We do perfectly socially acceptable bag. Okay? In the toilets. A little bit off the corner of a card at the table. Just like lean over. Everyone knows we're doing it, but just for some reason that we're, because we're sort of leaning over and kind of doing it 
sort of semi under the table somehow we think that that makes it okay that somehow makes it acceptable that's all we're doing you can't kick us you can't kick a pair of elderly gentlemen out of a weatherspoons for doing bag what is this communist russia i mean what would the king of england say about this say that it's every englishman's not only his right but his duty to do a bit of bag in a weatherspoons i mean honestly it's a disgrace I've never experienced anything like this in my life before. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, in his official complaint to Weatherspoons, Mr. Greenfield said that he was simply taking his friend out for a drink, and he told the pub they won't be returning in the future. Why bother making the complaint then, really? If you're not going to go back there, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, if you're trying to wheedle your way back in, because it's like your local, and, well, frankly, it's the only place where you can get a pint for under, like, five quid... You know, sure, get the apology, get back in there, and a few weeks later you're having, you're having a laugh about it. But if you're not going to go back, you know, what's the point? A spokesperson for Weatherspoon has now apologised to the men for the case of mistaken it. Oh, oh, I see, Weatherspoons have cucked, have they? Weatherspoons have cucked to the old boys, to the fucking red-headed gammon and the old baghead. Pathetic. Stick by your guns, Spoons, even if you're wrong. Give them an inch to take them off. We have a zero drug tolerance policy. Uh, we have a zero tolerance policy to drug use. And any customer, if they even look like they're smoking the herb, they're out. We don't mind people doing a bit of bag every now and again. It's a weather spoons, for God's sake. But we, we will not have these bloody hippies stinking out the place with their chronic and their ganja spliffs. We will not have it. Unfortunately, Mr. Greenfield was wrongly identified as having been using cannabis. Uh, it was only afterwards that it became clear he'd been wrongly identified. Well, uh, uh, do they have any... Um... Oh, here we go. Um... <laughs> it was only afterwards it became clear that he had been wrongly identified. Mr. Greenfield subsequently phoned the pub to discuss the incident. The duty manager apologised for the error... But, unfortunately, he became personally abusive, sir. <laughs> and in light of the comments he made, he was asked to not return to the pub. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, you can't win them all, can you? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, honestly, we're really sorry. Um... We know now it, it wasn't you. We, we actually know who it was. And um, just really sorry for the, you know, for the disturbance. And it must have been embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, thanks for the apology, you fucking bitch. Uh, wait, now, now, hold on a second. No, fuck you. <laughs> right, that's it, you bard. <laughs> uh, right, oh, that's hilarious. <sighs> Good gear, man. Good gear. Uh, what other bollocks is there? There's, oh, I mean, there is some bollocks. Woman quits her job to become, become full-time witch. Now making thousands every month. Uh, yeah, it looks uh, very Coffee and Memes-esque. Uh, Pablo Escobar's cocaine queen killed three husbands and had bisexual orgies. Nice. Michelin star chef to add semen 
to the menu at popular restaurant. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, very serious coffee memes fodder here. Um, the gentleman in question dyed pink uh, mohawk. Yeah. It's just one of these clammy looking chefs. One of these clammy looking tattooed chefs. But I. You know the type. I think they're bloody God's gift. Uh, a Michelin star chef is contemplating adding semen to the menu of his popular Spanish restaurant after being invited to try the delicacy in Japan. <laughs> that old routine, routine is it? Try, come here and try my delicacy. Uh, remembering when sheep's testicles and tuna eyeballs uh, were food items that you'd only see, in, see D-listers eating on I'm a Celeb, uh, now you're as likely to see animal entrails being boiled into expensive tasting menus as luxurious emulsions and edible flowers are. However, one celebrity chef may have gone too far where food is concerned as he is contemplating adding spunk to the menu of his Madrid-based restaurant. Dabis Munoz, michelin star chef, was apparently invited by Japanese chef Hiro Sato. Uh, that's not the guy from... from I know, it was Yiro. Uh, Hiro Sato uh, to try a dish called... Shirako. Uh, uh, spunk. Um... Oh, fish semen. Okay. All right. So they've led me down the garden path with this one, as is so often the case. Um, it's not spunk, is it? It's fish spunk. It's not the same. Um, it's not as funny. It's not as weird. It's not sensational. That's why they've hidden it from the headline. And mugs like me come trotting in uh, like lambs to the slaughter. Japanese delicacy is recovered for its silky smooth texture. Striking sea-like flavour. It's mainly extracted from the puffer fish, monkfish, sometimes even cod. Uh, however, getting the fish semen out of the aquatic vertebrate is pretty difficult. Talented chef must gently separate the sperm sacs before extracting the pink or white-toned semen. While the dish isn't too popular outside of Japan, some regions have incorporated it into their daily lives under a different name. For example, Romanians extract fish semen from river carp and use it to make lap tea, which vegetarians can also uh, create using potatoes, mushroom, and aubergines. Yeah, not really. Not really recreating it, are you? It's either fish spunk or it's not. You know, it seems like an odd thing to <laughs> for vegetarians to, to recreate there. Right, we need to get this new veggie menu sorted. Um, we need something exciting. Uh, we need something that's really going to draw, you know, draw meat eaters in you know and get them to get them to step out of the comfort zone you know and try something try something new get them on board with the whole vegetarian movement how about fake fish spunk sorry pardon well there's this uh lap tea uh, thing it's a uh, fish spunk um it's very creamy apparently and a bit of a delicacy is everything all right at home james everything what pardon everything okay but it's um you want to make vegetarian fish spunk? Yeah. Why? Uh, I'm having a... I think I'm having a breakdown. Yeah. Okay, come on. Right, let's... Let's get James a mental health day. Come on. Off you pop. Off out for a walk. Off you go. Uh, however, Munoz43 is debating bringing uh, uh, Shirako in its true form to his luxurious Diva XO restaurant in Madrid. Um, 
on his Instagram feed, the Michelin star chef revealed his thoughts saying, Grilled pufferfish semen. Indescribable. It blew my mind enormously. Um, and now he's wanting to make his own version of it in Madrid. Uh, but this has left social media users divided on whether or not they would actually order and enjoy the dish. One user took to Twitter to say that Munoz was doing too much, bro. While an Instagram user wrote, Just thinking about it gives me a stomachache and I will eat everything you know. Third right, this is animal abuse. How do you get it? Is everything worth it with such gastronomically... Is everything worth it with such a gastronomically surprise? Okay. Even raw defenseless fish... Oh, I think that's probably raping defenseless fish and masturbating them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the fish is probably dead first when they remove the... Yeah. Um, cool, man. You know, he, he, listen. He's just trying to make a pound note. It's cost living out there. He, he's doing his thing. He's a, he's, a, he's a hustler. He's a grinder. He's a sigma. He's an alpha. He's them all. He's got it all. Anyway, man born with micro penis explains how he approaches subject uh, when he meets girls. Um, yeah, rough turn of events, isn't it? Man born with a micro penis has opened up about how he approaches the subject when he meets women. Micro penis is a medical term. It is actually a medical term. That's great. Um, for a penis that measures below the normal length of an otherwise fully formed penis and there's something usually diagnosed at birth. According to a 2010 study published in Direct Science, titled Disorders of the Penis and Scrotum, the strict definition of a micropenis is one uh, in which the stretched length of the penis is more than 2.5 standard deviations below the mean. Yeah, that is quite small, I would guess. Uh, Healthline reports that an adult man, a micropenis, uh, measurement is anything below nine centimeters, huh? Uh, 3.6 inches, while in prepubescent boys, uh, 1.5 inches. Anything below four inches, boys? Well, anything below three and a half inches, boys? Uh, you got yourself a micro penis there. That's it's it's a great pub trick. It's going to make you the life and soul of any party. You, you maybe you get on Howard Stern, something like that. They're a bit of fun with it, you know. Maybe try and pop a donut on the end, a little small donut. There's got to be, you know. There's going to be. Look, I believe there's someone out there for everyone. There might be some ladies out there with, you know, microvag. You you never know. Um, anyway, it really goes into some real serious depth here about how to diagnose a micro penis. Um, Anyway, a man with a micro penis took to Reddit to share how it affects his life, having hosted, having hosted an Ask Me Anything on the site, saying he hates that he was born with one. The user encouraged people to submit questions about what they wanted to know about his experience. One person asked, how do you approach sexual relationships when you meet a girl? Do you inform her first or just go for it and pray for the best? The man said he doesn't bother lying to women about his size, adding... Uh, but like in the beginning stages, like those talk-to-get-to-know-you stages, and if it's brought up during one of those sexy-time talks, I'll be honest and say my size. 
Other times, like heat of the moment, just hooked up with a woman, when it happens, I'll take mine out and just hope for the best. Though I've experienced many awkward and embarrassing moments. Ah, it's a tough situation, buddy. Feel for you, man. It's, uh... Well, that's no fun for anyone. When someone else asked how women tend to deal with the elephant in the room, or lack thereof, uh, the user replied, Mostly every partner I've been with uh, were kind of disappointed. Uh, I mean, I sort of felt it, and normally it's an awkward, embarrassing experience from there. I mean, the insecurity gets the better of me some days for sure, uh, but it's the hand I've been dealt. All I can do is accept myself. Well, God bless you, brother. You know, God bless you, short king. Micro king. Uh, saying they were sorry that the man hated the position he was in, another user asked him to share something he loved about himself. Uh, noting the good question, he replied, My friends, I am a good listener and give good advice. Uh, I think that I love being there for the people that I love. Someone else added supportively. Keep that up, mate. It's worth more than the big cock. Yeah. I think if he got to choose between the two... I have my suspicions what he would what he would pick right we're keeping it spunky this is three sort of penis slash spunk related uh, articles in a row but this is a nice one sperm donor who had at least 550 kids ordered to stop doing so by the court <laughs> uh, he actually looks well he does look like the sort of person who would Re donate repeatedly to a sperm bank and have 550 children um but he's not bad looking like he's quite a good looking guy um he doesn't he doesn't look weird uh but he does look like the sort of person who would do it but he also slightly looks like the sort of person that would do it for a laugh that he's been doing it for a bit um and he's just sort of got carried away perhaps a court in the netherlands has banned a man uh, suspected of fathering more than 550 children through sperm donations from making any further deposits. The ruling was passed on Friday after it was revealed that the donor had lied uh, to both prospective mothers and fertility clinics, fathering between 550 and 600 children over the past 16 years. Man, that's one hell of a fucking bloodline. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's some Genghis Khan-style bloodline. Hoo-wee! Man few generations there's going to be thousands and thousands of descendants of this guy i mean that is nuts like, i what is the estimate on genghis khan how many children did boris johnson have is the first it's the, it's the first one that comes up on google how many children did Genghis Khan have? Fifteen. What? Huh? No, 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 no. I thought he was supposed to have more than fifteen kids. Um. Oh, no, more precise. Blah, 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 blah. One in 200 men are descendants of Genghis Khan. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. But, like, look. Come on. This is... Don't mess me around here, guys. Mine. Genghis Khan is known for being a 13th century Mongolian warrior who ruled the largest empire in the world. But aside from being a fearsome ruler, he also liked to fuck. Um, he had many wives and even more children. Uh, it's thought that Khan had hundreds of children. Yeah, f f 
550 to 600 that many i mean that's a lot of fucking kids man i think this guy might have done might have one up to him and if we can't get an exact figure on khan which granted it was a long time ago uh i, I mean i'm you, you might want to call it for this this spunky sh- the spunky dutchman <laughs> wow jonathan the spunky dutchman jonathan m wow the man was identified in Dutch media only as 41-year-old Jonathan M. Or Spunky Johnny. Um, Johnny Spunk. However, a spokesman for the health ministry confirmed his identity for the New York Times. Fucking grass. As Jonathan Jacob Meyer. Dutch guidelines state that sperm donors are allowed to father a maximum of uh, 25 children uh, with 12 mothers. Uh, now we scroll down to see more pictures of him and he's looking weirder and weirder in every picture. <laughs> According to the Hague District Court, he'd lied about the number of children he'd fathered and the number of sperm deposits uh, he had made with the intention to donate more in the future. I mean, this is some incel shit, right? Like, we started on the incels and, I mean, this is like, this is like revenge of the incels. Yeah, okay, if the women won't have sex with us, We'll, we can still technically still breed with them like by you know not not sure if it would be by proxy kinda yeah kinda uh i it, look if it turns out that this guy is like king of fucking incel discords he's king of the of of uh 4chan discord board 4chan discord board 4chan incel board i it will not surprise me like i mean he he would be absolutely i mean jesus he is spunk maxing right. <laughs> <laughs> he is dad maxing um a mother of one child conceived with the donor sperm and a foundation representing other parents sought an injunction um the hope I hope this ruling leads to a ban on mass donation and spreads like an oil slick to other countries, said the mother who was identified simply as Eva due to anonymity laws. We must stand hand in hand around our children. (laughs) Stand what in hand? Uh, Around our children and protect them against this injustice. Does it matter that much? I don't know. Like, if he's, you know, if, if it's, it's all good gear, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) the alarm was first raised about uh, Maya in 2017, by which point he'd been banned from donating after fathering around 100 children in 10 clinics in his home country uh, through fertility clinics, facilities, adverts, and online forums, and had resorted to making sperm donations abroad instead. (laughs) Fucking hell, man. This guy's gone international. He's gone global. Uh, While his lawyer claims... Uh, his client wanted to help people, just wanted to help people conceive. The judge hearing the civil case disagreed, saying that he deliberately lied. The court statement continued, All these parents are now confronted with the fact that their children, that the children in their family are part of a huge kinship network with hundreds of half-siblings that they did not choose. Yeah, I, I guess this is, you know, this is, this is, I guess this is possibility, isn't it? I mean, there's that Netflix documentary recently about that bloody doctor doctor at the facility clinic was um was just using his own spunk every time fresh as well 
lead lead the the mums to be into his office. Go lie lie down over there. Off, off, uh, go lie down on there, make yourself comfortable. Then he pop off for ten minutes, crack one out, bring in a little little pot of gold, you know, a little pot of liquid white gold. So yeah, I spread him. And he had, I mean, they he did a lot. I mean, it's not five to six hundred by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, enough to get a lot of uh, a lot of tongues wagging on Facebook. Uh, enough to get a, a decent sized Facebook group together um, from a lot of online busybodies. Uh, the course is also uh, uh, claiming this could have negative psych- psychosocial consequences. The course said uh, it is therefore in the interest that his kinship network. It's not extended any further. Well, I mean, it also sort of leads the possibility, at least the possibility that they might like accidentally shag each other. Yeah, if you got that many of them, I mean, the the possibilities are well, certainly increasing. Um, the course, the the court also stated that the case concerned conflicting fundamental rights, explaining on the one hand. The right to respect the privacy of the parents and the donor children, on the other hand, the same of the right of the donor. <laughs> the eventual ruling was that the interests of the donor children and the parents outweigh the interests of the donor. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, well, sure. I don't like. On the one hand, you know, you got, you got all these kids out there that they all got the same dad. It's getting kind of crazy, getting out of control. You got to think about the kids. You got to think about the mums. They, you know, it's kind of crazy. On the other hand, he loves to spunk, and God, he can't blame a guy for spunking. <laughs> he's he's spunk. They, they call him Spunky Johnny for nothing. They don't call him Spunky Johnny for nothing. Uh, the eventual ruling, yeah. Um, ah, oh, what? Okay, <laughs> he faces a fine of eighty-eight thousand pounds per case if he breaches his ban. <laughs> Uh, the lawyer called it a clear signal a final warning to other mass donors wild god what a mad lad oh spunky johnny god damn well listen yeah it's the end of the show and uh that's that quite honestly uh Shout out to all the patrons. Thank you to everyone supporting on uh, Patreon, making, um, frankly, making this goddamn thing worth it. I jest. Um, so thank you to everyone supporting on Patreon. That is Kootenai Junglist Movement Bo Bo Bo, Del Holland, Oddfree the First, Max Morell, Josh Meyer, Tom Frost, Mr. Merck, Jack, Joe Lewis, Ollie Watt, Adam Payne, Ed Smart, Alistair Michael, Jen Spencer, John Forsyth Anderton. Played, Gordon Price, Wodge, Lupe Salazar, Nick Brock, Hendo Bartendo, Chode Ryder, Martin Wick, Alex Wilson, Joel Potter, Matty Tompkins, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Chris Hmosson. Uh Thank you for listening, uh, guys. Um, keep it real. Keep it spunky. Goddamn keep donating, alright? Good. <laughs>
Yeah, right. I see the light here, but yeah. 